0: Hello, fellow Xbox adventurers. Welcome to this week's episode of Xbox Quest, Patrick Mahone's favorite content, period and the home for all news, reviews, and segments on the world of Xbox. On this week's show, we're going to discuss Halo Infinite free-to-play, Grounded doing massive number, lots of xCloud news, uh, talking about is console exclusivity good or bad? And then we'll be reviewing Nier Automata, Ta-ta-ta-ma? Nier Automata, yeah. Ad- Ad- <laughs> and talking about some more Game Pass Weekly stuff. Uh, I'm your host, Adam, and today I'm joined, as always, by the Chris Collinsworth of Podcast, Jake Burton.
1: Here's a guy that always wants the football.
0: I think I'm more of the Mike Tirico of Podcast. Ooh, I love Mike Tirico.
2: Or maybe or maybe I'll just be the Pat Summerall, and I'll be quiet and, and silver-tongued.
0: If you wanted
2: a bumbling John Madden sit next to me for the rest of this podcast, God, he's so good. Oh wait, not you, Adam. Sorry.
0: Well, no, no, I'm not that bumbling. If you wanted to be, (laughs) if you wanted to be great, be Tony Romo. But he's too good.
2: Yeah, he's really good at like actual analysis and predicting stuff beforehand. Literally, not what I'm good at.
0: Yeah, that's true. (laughs) I guess that's that's not an app comparison at all.
2: Reacting Uh, after the fact is what I'm good at. (laughs) There you
0: go. You're the you're the booger of uh, podcasting sure that guy's awful anyways also on this quest this week we're joined by our first guest ever ECG alum fantastic florida guy chris waterman
1: yes i am the chris waterman of podcasting chris waterman <laughs> thanks for having me on <laughs> hey man
0: nice to have you on it's been a long time it's almost we were just talking about this 3 minutes ago for us about you know 10 hours ago for the listeners about how i started podcasting with you guys at the exact same time And that's wild that you guys have never actually met. But, you know, those worlds don't intersect until now. This is a big deal. Worlds converging. Uh, Shout out, as always, to White Lane for the awesome intro music, who makes literally all the intro music for every podcast that I've ever uh, produced or edited. Uh, So get the show started.
1: Chris. Who are you? Uh, Yeah, so I am a fellow video game enthusiast uh, Do podcasting on uh, the ECG or East Coast Games podcast. I stream on at Rental Rush on twitch.tv slash Rental Rush. And uh, yeah, about two times a week, Monday, Thursday, I do a regular solo stream, just something for fun. And once a month, I do a marathon stream uh, where the name Rental Rush comes from, where I feature... Uh, anywhere from one to two guests, and we recreate the fun and chaos of running a video game from uh, Blockbuster or your favorite local video store. And we uh, have a countdown timer, try to beat it before the end of the weekend. It's a good time.
2: That's fantastic. I love that concept.
0: It's real good. The Bioshock one, I think, is the one that I watched probably the most of. I checked in multiple times that weekend. I think a total I watched
1: you guys play Bioshock for like six or seven hours of the whole time you did that. That was pretty exhausting because we did Bioshock and Bioshock Infinite both at one weekend. So uh, I think we clocked in around like 26, 27 hours, something like that. Um, So yeah, it is is fun. It is exhausting as well. And uh, if you ever want to be on right now with COVID, I am doing remote guests. So a little, you know, Halo co-op action is what kicked it off uh, with my brother. But I am open to game suggestions and uh, we can make it work. That does sound good.
0: Yeah, I'm taking a bunch of time off coming up for fantasy football drafts but yeah I can get some time off to do a runner rush too that'd be awesome.
2: Oh, yeah, that right. reminds me of the time that some friends of mine and I played God of War 1 2 and 3 you know, over the course of 2 days and we had, we never stopped playing at some point over that entire time frame someone was always on the controller and the game never paused or anything until all 3 of them were completed in succession. It was terrible. I'll never do that again. But <laughs> <laughs> just playing as much as you can over a weekend sounds nice
1: it is and you we you know we uh when we have guests in person we try to bring some of the 90s nostalgia with some snacks you know we'll have stuff like bugles and fruit by the foot and we always kick it off with the surge salute you know have a big old tall boy of surge which has uh, been resurrected um, you know to get us fueled up for uh, whatever we're playing
0: it's awesome i love it all right so i guess we'll go ahead and get into the news heavier than the last couple of weeks which is nice. We're going to go ahead and start with Halo Infinite. They have confirmed, Microsoft specifically has confirmed Halo Infinite's multiplayer will be free to play at 120 frames a second. So, I think it's I think it's a good move. Um even though the the campaign being of course on Game Pass, but I think getting people interested in Halo as a free to play, you know, it doesn't cost you anything. Get you into the multiplayer so that'll make the fa- the player base for that game good, and then maybe it convinces whatever idiot who doesn't already have Game Pass to maybe get Game Pass. What? I'm going with you, Chris. First, how you feeling about this uh, these Halo Infinite rumors?
1: Well, not shockingly at all because Microsoft has been all about the uh, consumer friendly strategy, but this is a very consumer friendly move. Um, I'm all about it. The 120 frames per second sounds great for a, a shooter. Um, You know, the the cynic in me says this either shows a great confidence or, uh, you know, a great amount of uh, potential uh, anxiety (laughs) about how people are going to receive this. You could interpret it either way, but um, uh, you know, my gut says this is just them being consumer friendly and continuing that trend of um, making Xbox a great place to play video games and uh, making Game Pass, um, you know, a great value by including the campaign, um, the Game Pass subscription, but also. Um, You know, hey, if you own the box, play Halo uh, multiplayer, which is fantastic. Yeah, I don't
2: I don't know where to go with this, because this is, you know, Halo for the longest time has been the Xbox's number one console seller. And it for sure will be because you get the console, you're getting the part that people usually pay for the multiplayer. But I think people are going to get it anyway. So, is this, it doesn't get you into Game Pass unless you're just, I love the multiplayer so much, I'd love to see the story. But I don't, I don't, I was going to buy a Game Pass or not, multiplayer free or not, I I was going to buy Halo when it came out, when when I got the new Xbox. And I wonder how many people like me there were that now will not do that because the part that most people were going to buy it for is free for the entire world. Again, it's, it's, Awesome for consumers. So that that part is really cool, which is a dude who likes games. I love it. It just that was my first question is wh- who's who was this for? It like you know, like it made sense for you know like Rocket League. It was a game no one had ever heard of. So that game launched with PS Plus, and they said here everyone play this game, and then the rest of the world said, That game's dope. I saw a bunch of people playing it that got it in for free, and now I'll pay for it. But was Halo a game that
0: needed that? My guess is there's some number cruncher who's like, this is going to be a game of service. This game's going to last a long time. We'd rather have a large player base and have it go out for free and make money afterwards, like I'm sure skins or special events or season... I mean, like again, Call of Duty. Call of Duty, one of the biggest games in the world, made one of their game modes free to play. And it makes them tons of money. And they don't care that it's free because it makes them tons of money by selling battle passes and skins. So, it's a model that's been proven to work, and they're trying to be pro consumers so it's like, why not do both?
1: Yeah, we've already seen right some customization make its way into Halo, like as a franchise. Um, I think Adam hit the nail on the head that they will monetize this somehow. Like, I, you know, this is probably not the entire you know story or message, but um, nevertheless, like, it's just even if you were to get uh, the Lockhart Edition of Xbox, to know that you'll be able to play Halo for free multiplayer is fantastic.
2: Yeah. In-game purchases.
1: Yeah, they do say in-game purchases. Just
2: capitalizing. Well, yeah, I'm not sure if it's confirmed, but that you assume that's coming with it because it comes with every other game that's done this model where even Fortnite started out as a game that you pay for and they added the free mode and then it took off from there. And now Call of Duty the same. I guess Halo is just doing the same idea but with their entire multiplayer instead of just one mode. But it's a move. It's a power move.
0: Yeah. Like I said, I do a 90 day battle pass and skins and then people will play that game forever. Cause it's free. And then they'll spend money because they like the game like that. Yeah. Games have done this time after time. So I and think if they good. didn't have to pay for it the first time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. People, like, I didn't have to pay anything. That's like me and apex. I didn't have to pay for apex. I'll probably put like, you know, $60 in apex <laughs> at this point. It's actually not that much for how much I played <laughs> that game, but you know, they get people like that. So I think it's good. It'll look, it'll be nice you know to have the most popular game and just grow the community that way. All right. So, next news story, Grounded apparently doing very well. Uh from a story from Xbox Newswire. Uh Grounded um has over 1 million players on Xbox Game Preview and Steam Early Access. Um and these are the Steam of course are, are purchases. Um and then, you know, Xbox Game Preview could be I assume Game Pass or um actually buying it but yeah we have 1 million players and the game hasn't been out what is it about a week at this point um, uh
2: not even that long since since friday was it
0: i believe it was tuesday so
2: now today's tuesday yeah it was tuesday last week yeah, you're all
0: right right here we go from the from the story from xbox newswire in its first two days of availability we've had over 1 million players explore the mysterious backyard battle giant spiders and gather tons of useful materials which has absolutely blown away our small team of 13 people here at obsidian uh, so yeah, grounded, smash hit by the very small team from Obsidian, and yeah, we have one million within the the first two days. So I I have some thoughts on grounded. Well, I guess we'll get to it eventually. But yeah, Jake, you're uh, hot and heavy uh, to talk about some grounded. So yeah,
2: we'll talk about the game itself later, and we you know that that'll be a whole lot of fun, and we'll do a deep dive. Spoiler alert next week. Um, but I'm just so happy for Obsidian. That, like that is absolutely my favorite studio right now and for them to put out this game that was like hey here would be like a cool side project you know we're really focusing on like our RPGs and valves this really great game is gonna be coming out and it's huge and ambitious and like here's a cool little thing we made and we hope you guys enjoy it and for it to like be getting the amount of players it's playing right now I'm just so happy for that entire studio and it uh, and those guys deserve all, all of the success they're having right now and they have for a long time. And I'm just glad that a million people are seeing it.
0: <laughs> yeah, first two days. So I mean, at this point, I'm sure that's more. Yeah,
2: because yeah. it's been you know again close to a week now since since it came out. Instead of two days, so that's wild. I'm very happy, very happy for them. We'll talk about again. We'll talk about the actual game and ins and outs later. But, yeah. but just their success makes me very happy.
0: Same thing, Chris. How are you feeling about Grounded?
1: Uh, you know, I. It, it, it's the same problem that I run into anytime one of these games launches, like Sea of Thieves. Like I, I get curious and I, I think Granted looks phenomenal. It's hard to juggle one more, you know, more than one games as a service like at a time, especially when you're invested as much as I am into the Destiny ecosystem. Um, but we're in a bit of a content drought right now with Destiny, and uh, they've pushed their September you know release for the new expansion out to November. So, I could see very easily some of my like Destiny clan members and I like hopping into grounded. All of us have game pass. Um, i'm I'm you know with Jake hundred percent that I think that um, fantastic studio obsidian. I think it's one of Microsoft's uh, best acquisitions when they went on their uh, shopping spree for sure. And uh, I, I'm interested, you know, it's just it's finding the time. Um, you guys have played it. So sorry if I'm jumping ahead a little bit. Uh, what kind of time commitment is it? A very grindy game, or is it something that you can kind of play uh, a little more casually, like like Sea of Thieves, like you could enjoy casually? Like that's one of the things I enjoyed about that as a games as a service. Um, I I couldn't really get a sense, like you know, from the gameplay trailers and and watching a couple you know people on Twitch if it was or not. Um, I'm, I'm currently enjoying
2: it casually. I haven't invested a ton of time yet, so I mean. I'm just starting out and it's, you know, it's very a lot more reminiscent of those games like, you know, Rust and Subnautica and, you know, mm-hmm. you're just in the world, here's your world, go around, do things, get more crafting supplies to craft more things and, you know, a little a little sandboxy. There's some minor quests that kind of it's it's leading you to some points to kind of force you to explore a little bit more, but and apart from that, I have no idea how deep the game goes or how far it's one to go. But it, I, the actual collecting of resources was very easy. There's lots of stuff around and lots of different things to craft with each individual resource. And uh, I, that's, I'm that's i not struggling for like resource at any point. But I got a little close to running out of like, food a couple times. You kind of have to look for that. And I'm sure the more crafting stuff you get, you can kind of start. Crafting the food itself instead of just finding it, but the actual like things you need to build are everywhere.
1: That's yeah. great. I love the aesthetic, like the Honey I Shrunk the Kids like aesthetic, like hits it's me. The right best in part of it, yeah. nostalgia bone. Like I think that's a very clever, you know, uh, environment to to do something like this. Yeah, yeah the couple things um, they said in the same
0: uh, article. Starting August twenty seventh, they'll begin our monthly delivery of game updates. So this is a game is early access, but yeah, we're gonna keep getting more content. Because right now, if you do the quote unquote story quests that are in the game, that'll maybe take you like an hour. If you just depend on how you do it, but it's sort of like a Minecraft, right? You can do as much, you can go as hard as you want, or just go as light as you want. Like I played this game for a couple hours with my son. We just spent time making a base, honestly. We were like, we need to research some stuff, and we made a base. And that's there's no like it was very low, you know, uh stress, low impact. We just eh, let's. Go around, mess with the bugs. And if you're worried about the survival elements, there's different difficulties. You can turn it down where it's like I don't I've only played medium difficulty, but there is an easier difficulty Same. where it's probably like, oh, eat once every two days, I guess. Like I, I'm not sure I haven't played that exact mode, but in the normal mode, it's like, you know, eat once a day, drink water once a day, and you'll you'll be okay. Uh so I assume the easier modes are just like, yo, don't worry about dying or starving or whatever. And Just go play. And also if you die, it doesn't you just respawn and you just go pick yourself back up. It doesn't actually matter. So it's you don't need to grind at all. You it's it's like Minecraft. As much as you want to put in is what they'll give you out of it. So and for this being again the very beginning, we're getting this update, you know, in about a couple weeks. I'm excited for it. Um, yeah, very much reminds me of like ARC and all these games as services, survival games. I'm excited to see what the updates bring. And uh there's still there's still fun stuff to do in the meantime, even with it being very early. So I'm down for that. Okay, so we'll go ahead and move on to... We're going to do this one quick one, and then we'll get to the bigger one. Uh, Battletoads (laughs) got announced officially August 20th. It's coming out. It'll launch into Game Pass. This game that they talked about, what, three threes ago? And then just disappeared forever? Battletoads incoming. They had a fun trailer. It's here, guys.
1: Battletoads. I'm really looking forward to this like you know um, I had such a blast I thought um, that the most recent Streets of Rage was such a joy short as it was you know um, it didn't reinvent the wheel like and it's exactly what I was looking for I imagine I have a friend that really likes retro games I imagine that when this launches like he's going to come over we'll have a you know a couple of beers and uh, like uh, win lose or draw like have a good time playing you know
2: yeah, that's the Battletoads experience for sure cuz if mostly lose lose and draw.
0: Oh, of course. Yeah,
2: it was like we're going to get to the second level and we're going to have fun doing it and turning my foot into a giant boot is fun and then, you know, play the game as much as you can and get crushed by a bobo.
0: Yeah, I'm I mean, it's on Game Pass. I'll try it out. It's just so funny how long it's been. <laughs> this game was announced and it's finally here. Like I said, it's it's free. I'll check it out. Um yeah, it just came out of nowhere. There was just one morning on Twitter, I was like, oh, there it is. So I, I didn't actually play the old one. I have Rare Replay. I want to go back and play that before this game comes out, just to it's see. Tough. It, it's, I know it's, it's tough. tough. <laughs> it's
1: t- I mean, it's a tough one to come back to, right? Like, in, even in its time, it was tough. But like, you know, uh, I would do it as a curiosity, but I wouldn't um, frustrate yourself too much. I know, I'm going to give it
0: 20 minutes, and I'll be done with it, and yeah. then just play the new one.
1: <laughs> I don't have time for nonsense.
0: But uh, that's, that's fair. fair.
1: Another exclusive announcements like this, though, right? Like, isn't it exciting? Like to go, oh, in a month, like there's something new that I can play that, like, I either didn't know was coming out, or I had no idea that it, you know, when it was coming out, and now it's here. Again, even if it's uh, bad to mediocre, Game Pass, you know, makes it something that you can invest as much time as it seems worth it and bounce out. Or if you really love it, it's like, wow, you know, like this is. Yet another reason to recommend Game Pass to somebody.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I'm with you. So, Battle good times. All right, we're gonna get to the big one that I think this uh, today specifically. I'm kind of glad we waited today to record. Uh, tons of XClouds uh, news came out. Uh, pretty much, it is coming on September 15th for Game Pass Ultimate members. You will begin. You will be able to start uh, using your mobile devices, tablets. They have some kind of partnership with certain companies. I think like Razer has a specific gaming tablet that they're promoting. Uh, but yeah, starting September 15th, it is out of beta. It is the full experience. Uh, you play over 100 Xbox games on mobile with uh, Xbox Game Pass Ultimate. Uh, they've got a list of games on here. You know, it's some of the bigger ones, the like Gears, Halo, State of Decay, Ori. You know, all of the... I mean, it's most of the Game Pass selection, it seems like. And it'll be... On mobile. So I know that Chris, me and you both got into the beta. Uh Jake, did you ever get into that or did you I have not. I've also not made an attempt to. I probably should. Uh oh, it's it's over now. You just gotta wait for because <sighs> I just tried opening no, the uh, the app the other day and it was like it just shut down. So I'm like, I'm assuming it's out of beta. Uh so Chris, I mean we uh talked about this a while ago, but what was your experience with it? And then I'll tell you what mine was like
1: this is in the beta, of
0: course, so the final version. So
1: playing on 4G I was uh, pretty disappointed like out and about um you know for um the graphically intensive games that is so like I played Gears 5 on a 4G connection with you know strong uh signal and um it really didn't work too too great for me um switched over to Bloodstained Ritual of the Night had a much better experience um you know on on a 4G connection uh, you and I talked about it, and you said, Well, you know, try it on your home Wi Fi, and that was much more impressive. Um, so, uh, same games, you know, uh, Bloodstain really didn't know, notice much difference because it was already running pretty well. But like Gears 5, I could play, you know, in my bedroom on my cell phone with my Xbox controller, and I was like, Oh, cool, because I don't have a TV in the bedroom. Um, so, I can see them playing the long game, like knowing that 5G is right around the corner, you know? Um, I mean, it's here, but I mean, like, like wide 5G is right around the corner. And um, just knowing that uh, with, a, with a decent Wi-Fi connection somewhere, I can leave my Xbox um, at home and to, to be able to play the games, everything syn- synchronized pretty well, achievements, all that, like the achievements that I uh, unlocked on um, Bloodstained for the first couple hours that I played. Um, you know, every, all that stuff seemed to work really well. I think Doing the beta was a smart move because um, it probably allowed them to iron out a lot of the bugs and it's like, well, hey, it's free. So, you know, no cause to concern. Um, But uh, yeah, I think this is going to be big. I I think that they're going to play a nice, slow, steady, um, you know, race here with with their xCloud um, platform. And I think five years from now, it's going to be so unrecognizably awesome from probably where it started. Um, and it's gonna be so integral to having like the Xbox system, um, so that's that's kind of where I am with it, I guess.
0: Yeah, so at the moment, I'm just reading through the the whole story on Xbox Newswire. uh it is only available on, to the game Pass ultimate members
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, and that, that's just free as part of your subscription. No word on getting it outside of that. Um I guess we'll see it's also only launching in twenty two markets. So I think it's out of beta, but it's still probably like an early program. You know, it's not like this is not the I don't think this is the full launch. I think they're like, all right, we think we've got it worked out. Let's start rolling it out. Sort of like we were talking you know, off mic, Disney Plus launched in America, but then is in the UK like eight months later and some people still don't have it. So I think it's that kind of a thing. Uh, Interesting thing here that it is on Android devices only at the moment. So no iPhones uh, for that it seems. And um, let's see, you still get all your achievements and all that good stuff. Uh, You can actually use any Bluetooth controller you can they specifically say in the article you can use your PlayStation 4 dualshock controller or an Xbox controller with it. So that's very interesting. Uh yeah and then they're parting with Razor, Power Ray, a bunch of people that are making making some stuff. I'm excited for it. Like I said, I played it on home uh with Wi-Fi and I played Killer Instinct and I played Solo Caliber Six. They worked great, had no problems. I was very surprised how well it worked, actually. That's why I chose those sliding games. I had a good time with it. Uh, I'm ready for the full thing to come out. I'm probably just going to buy one of them stupid little clip stands so I can put it on top of my controller. Because, again, I'm with you. I don't have a TV in my bedroom. Um, It'll be nice to be like, hey, you know, I'm playing on the big TV. I'll play, you know, Forza or whatever. All right, I'm going to go lay down for a little bit. But I'll still let me play a game real quick. So. It's a cool. It's a good service. I like it. I like that I just get it with my subscription already. And again, in my experience, it worked great. So I'm ready for it. I also don't ever plan to use it actually on the go with data over my phone. So there will be a point where that will work well for me. It's going to be I'm at somebody's house. I'm not plugging my Xbox. So this will be a good time. Yeah.
2: Yeah. That's. I think that's going to be. Now that you mentioned that, that's going to be one of the game changers there is actually being able to do like a, you know, we've talked to previously about the, the decline of games that have couch co-op and being able to bring your Xbox in your pocket to somewhere is going to be a, a big difference maker. I think, cause I, I mean, I have an iPhone, so I'll be, I'll be locked out of this anyway for a bit until it ever comes there. If it does, but um I'm, you know, Assuming it will work similarly to how I've you know used my Vita to do remote play through the PlayStation, there's very specific games that I use for that because I you know never been able to get good latency. I mean, it sounds like if you can play Gears Five on it, that's that's got to be you know really solid, especially at home Wi-Fi. Now, again, we've, we've discussed before. I live out in the country in South Carolina, so I'm on DSL. Uh, so <laughs> this service may not be for for me for a while, one way or another, but. Yeah, once it uh, once it is, I mean, it's definitely got all the things you want, and you know, the ability that's tied straight to your console, so your profile's all tied to there, and you know, take it wherever with you, and and the better you know, our locations and countries get as a whole, as far as the service being provided, the better the service is only going to be. This, none of these services are getting worse. People are only getting you know more and more fiber optic cables getting laid. People are getting better connections and you know. These data towers are getting better and better, so I mean, there's this is a this is the the early opt in for a service that will only get better as time goes on. I think, and especially you start getting into more games being added onto it. Like there's there's a lot of potential here for this to be a very cool service that comes with your Game Pass. Yeah, nuts, that's great.
0: Yeah, and as far as the speeds, I looked at I don't see it at the moment. It was an article I think you only need five five mega five megabytes um, down. Or something like that. It's not a lot. I think it's about the same or less than what Stadia needs. So, even though you don't have the best internet ever, I think you have five download, right? I would hope.
2: I do have at least five,
0: yes. Okay. So I hang out around
2: 12 on a good day.
0: Okay, I think you'll be fine then, from what I understand. I gotta double check that. You know, don't quote me. But yeah, I think it's good. It'll be interesting for the future. It's included with what I'm already paying for. Awesome. So. It'll be a good time. Can't wait Even to play it, Bleeding Edge in bed because I played that game never.
2: <laughs> Even if it's not the smoothest thing in the world, it's perfect for games like what most of what I played on my Vita was. I played um, when they did the Final Fantasy VII Remaster, not the remake, the hmm. remaster of the original. I played that entirely on my Vita because I was like, it's turn-based. I have all the time in the world to do this thing, and it's not you know if there's a half second delay, who cares? It's it still works out the same. And that's why, you know, I've played Grim Fandango on there. You know, I've never really played a, you know, a quick action game. But again, like I said, if, if Gears works well, that's that's amazing. But even then, even if it's a, a little laggy, you know, just play, play games that aren't as, you know, fast twitch. It's still a good service
1: it's only going to get better too like yeah exactly from where it launched like in beta like i you know i think it's going to be incredible like i said give it a give it a few years like i don't think it'll take that long to be excellent i think it's almost there now but um yeah i think it's going to be one of those things like you can't live without like you know it'll be such a big part of um your life as a gamer um that yeah, five years from now gonna be like wow i can't imagine life without this
2: i have to get like an android tablet or something
1: I I think the same thing
0: because my it'll work on my phone but i kind of want a little bit bigger screen so i think i might invest in either one of the things that they're pushing if it's not too expensive or just an android tablet to... yeah android tablet and it's
2: like you just have a switch but it's your xbox
0: yeah like that's crazy <laughs> i like that idea all right so we're gonna go ahead and move on to our main quest after that cool new segment
2: Already late. Late for
0: what? I'm going on an adventure. And we're talking, sort of, in the light of uh, earlier this week, Spider-Man was announced exclusively as a DLC character for Marvel's Avengers, the cross-platform game by Square and uh, Crystal Dynamic. Twitter was up in a up in a tizzy about this one, and I, I can kind of see both sides of it, honestly. Uh, so yeah, our main question: we're going to just say, how do you guys feel about console exclusive content, just in gaming in general? Not, you know, we can bring up, of course, Spider Man and Avengers, but this has happened multiple titles, full games, just side con. This has happened all over the place, so. And not even just with PlayStation and Xbox, you know, there's Nintendo stuff as well. So, how do you guys feel about console exclusive content in gaming? Good, bad, who cares? Case by case, what do you, Chris, I'll knock it to you first. How do you feel?
1: Yeah, I, unfortunately, I think it's one of those uh, inevitable um, parts of being a a gamer. Um, You know, we talked off mic. A good example of this was uh, for years, Destiny and then Destiny 2 had, Sony uh exclusive content, or right? it was time-gated to a year, but um, you know, some significant stuff. There was strikes, which are these sort of longer, more challenging missions that culminate in a big boss fight, uh, and weapons. Um, and uh y- you know, a lot of people were angry when that continued, like year after year. They would announce that yes, we're gonna continue to do this, and gamers would have a very similar reaction to to you know, the news uh, of Spider-Man being exclusive to the Avengers and Um, I don't have they said for sure that Spider-Man will never come to Xbox like or is it just for now we just know he's uh, exclusive just out of curiosity because the attitude that I adopted you know with Destiny was yes we're not going to get this stuff now but usually that uh, one year console exclusivity ended at the same time that they were launching new content so I try to always look at it as well, I'm getting one extra gun and one extra strike with this new content launch. So I'm just in my brain going, well, this is part of the new content launch, right? Rather than sort of um, being mad about what I was missing out on. But uh, yeah, I think it sucks. I mean, there's no way around it. It it does suck. Um, But I think that it's a smart thing if you're Sony um, and you want people to, like me, that have an Xbox and a PlayStation to choose where you're going to buy the game. I, today, was going, well, I don't really want to play this on PlayStation necessarily, but I think I might because, like, this character—if I'm going to play this game—would be, um, you know, something I'd I'd regret not having um, as part of that experience. So,
2: yeah. yeah it, as long as there's the console wars, as long as they continue the same way they have since, you know, the SNES and the Genesis are farther back than that. I think there's always going to be a little bit of this, and at the rate. You know, again, we're we're in, in a very fortunate place to be where I have my PS4, my Switch, my Xbox One, and my gaming PC all sitting right next to each other. So like this it literally is just a, a, a very minor decision of eh, do I want to get a trophies for this game or do I want to get achievements for it? And how do I want my sticks on my controller to be it's just choice. But um I don't know, I guess I'm I, I've come from the place of like there's still exclusive games. So the fact that ninety five percent of the game is available everywhere—I I mean, I don't, it's hard for me to get up in arms about a small portion of it not being available on every single place. Um, but I mean, it's also something that I just—I think I was just used to. So I saw the news and I was like, "Oh, cool, good for Sony." And I didn't really think about it much after that until I got on the internet and I was like, "Oh, oh, people are mad, huh?" <laughs> like, but it wasn't. It wasn't something that I saw, and I was like, oh, this is dramatic. This is big news. Because, like, I remember playing Soul Calibur 2 on GameCube, and I was playing with Link. And I always thought about, like, man, it would be cool to play with Spawn if I had an Xbox, but I have a GameCube, so I've got Link. And that's fine. Like, I get a cool thing, and maybe maybe that's part of the deal. Maybe down the line, Xbox will get an exclusive character somewhere. Maybe they won't. I, I don't know, but... Um, I don't know. At the rate there's there's exclusive games, I don't think exclusive content's all that much of like a shock or like a, a deal breaker for what this game is and, and will end up being. I think the inclusion of Spider-Man is not going to make this game great or mediocre or bad. I think it will be what it is, and then Spider-Man existing on the PS4 side will be a cool extra for people on that have PS4s and play it there.
0: But, yeah, so uh looking at some of the news stories, um there is extra exclusive content with PlayStation side, like they'll get like skins or there's some stuff like that. That stuff has all been confirmed as 30 day timed exclusives. Uh, As far as Spider-Man, they have not commented on if he's coming to other consoles period. They haven't said he's only exclusive. They haven't said anything. They're like, he's going to be on PS4 and PS5. Um, But they haven't said if it's timed, if it's true exclusive, they haven't said anything at all. Um, So maybe it's a thing where he eventually comes, you know, a year down the line. To the other consoles, you know, PC and Xbox. They haven't said, again, from what I've looked at, if someone wants to correct me, that's fine. But from what I've seen, they have not officially said he is here and here only. For me, if he was, I mean, that kind of, that would suck if you never got that character, especially if it was worked into the story somehow that was actually something important. Um, I think he could come to the other consoles and the other platforms, so it wouldn't matter. And if he didn't, it's a little different with it being Spider-Man specifically with Sony owning the rights to Spider-Man. I don't know if that's across all content. I'm just, I know movies for sure. I don't know all content.
2: I saw a thing where apparently the the Spider-Man game being exclusive to PS4 and this character being exclusive to this to PS4 are not related mm-hmm. at all. It seems like it was just another another Sony thing where they just, you know, did what Console people do and say, "Hey, I know this this is supposed to come to both, but can I just give you more money if you just put it on ours?" Yeah, <laughs> like the same way Crystal Dynamics, the same company, did with Tomb Raider, where they're like, "Oh, we did make this for both consoles, but I guess we'll give it to Xbox first
0: for a while." Yeah, that was one of the ex- examples I can bring up. So yeah, it, until they say specifically it's not going to come anywhere else, then I'm I I, I think Spider Man could come to the other ones. Just to the fact that they haven't said it's only on PlayStation Forever. They literally won't say it as of time of recording it. So either for me, I know that it's the game and the movie rights are differently, but I'm like, I see Spider-Man as a Sony character, whatever me for it sucks. I get why people would be upset about it, but it happens. So another example is Minecraft, which is a game that's everywhere and the skins are everywhere except for the Mario skins, which are only on switch. Correct. Or I guess Nintendo consoles. I don't think the Mario stuff ever came anywhere else.
2: I would imagine I did not. Play. Who, I've never I've never played Minecraft, especially not on Switch. Right. But oh, like, what was it? There's, a, Mike, very ashamed there's a about that. there's a Soul Calibur I think we're on the Soul Calibur topic today, where that on the Wii U had a bunch of Nintendo specific skins too, where like you could put every single character had like a, a Yoshi version of themselves and Bowser and Peach and down the line and everything. But that's that seems like a Nintendo thing. I wouldn't be surprised if Minecraft. Right. I don't see why Mario would have ever gone to the other consoles.
0: I don't think they did it. And that, for me, doesn't matter. Who cares? It's like, yeah, it's Nintendo, of course, they get a Mario skin. Uh, for me, skins, I don't care about. When it comes to story or, like, more in-depth content, it's a little different. So, um, God, I can't think of the game off the top of my head. But there are certain games where it's like, uh, pre-order, and that's the only way to get this exclusive mission. And then you play the mission, and it's literally 10 minutes and means nothing at all. To the story or to the game it's just like oh that was just a random 10 this was a map somebody made and this is it so it's like yeah who cares I, I definitely see both sides of it like if i was a dude who only had pc and i was like oh i want to play avengers and then it's like you're not going to get spider-man i can see you being upset about it at the end of the day it's money they're trying to do it so you buy a certain console as you a consumer then like i guess that's your choice don't buy the game i guess uh, but again, it hasn't been confirmed. It it all comes down, I guess, to your, um, I guess how you know steadfast you are in your opinions about stuff. Because like for me, I don't know if I'm gonna get this game anyways. And Same if I thing. do, Spider-Man being exclusive, I'm like, well, that's not gonna sway me one way or the other to buy the game that I wasn't if I wasn't gonna buy it. So, I don't I see both sides. I see why. If I, I could definitely see somebody being like, oh, I only have this one console. I love Spider-Man. And they just said, "The no, fuck you. And, I mean, that's business. So, I don't know. There there are other situations in other games. Like I said, no one cares that Minecraft has Mario exclusive skins. Because, of course, they do. But when it comes yeah. to this, but this is also multi-platform. Those games are both multi-platform. But, again, it's also only a skin compared to you expect like a whole gameplay thing.
2: You assume is yet a character with specific DLC missions coming with it. I mean, you assume it's not a, a random character that's just tossed in. You assume there's going to be, you know, the same way that there are going to be missions specific to Thor and specific to Iron Man. You assume more will be coming for Spider-Man. There'll be a segment of the story that is based around him that will just only be available to, you know, a third of the consoles it'll be on. Mm -hmm.
0: I honestly don't think this is going to stay exclusive forever. I think if they if that character is as involved as people think he's going to be, and is a big part of the story, I don't think that Square Enix would spend that much time and that much money and be like, "Oh, well, how much money Sony have to pay for that to actually stay exclusive?" That seems very expensive to me.
2: And can it be that big of a part of the story if it's the second DLC? You assume yeah, they've got the a full. Here. You've got the second. You've got a full story. Built into the game with your main Avengers. And then, okay, cool, there's stuff coming with Hawkeye. And then even after that is when Spider-Man will be coming out. So, I mean, is DLC stuff is important? And some people seem to think this will be very, you know, very similar to how Destiny does their story, where story comes down the line and it is a continuing thing for long periods. And maybe it's like that and it's going to matter a ton. But I, I don't know. I don't know exactly what this game's going to be and what the story is with the base game. And until we kind of see that, I think that might very well change things for a lot of people. If they give you a full story and it's like, ah, I love Spider-Man PS4. If I didn't get to play the Black Cat DLC, does it really like destroy the game for me? No, not at all. Like, it's it's still a full game, but it's just this extra thing's not there.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: The reason I thought maybe it would be a timed exclusive is, um, you know, uh, another Square game, Final Fantasy VII Remake. They were super cagey for the longest time about whether that was truly a Sony exclusive, and then it finally came out after a lot of poking and prodding that it was, like was exclusive for a year. So, mm-hmm. I I, I kind of wondered if it was a similar deal where like they're not going to mm-hmm. comment on it right now because they don't want to have the narrative be well. Eventually, it's coming to Xbox. They want the narrative to be: if you want Spider Man, buy it on PlayStation. Period. The end. Yeah, I mean, you're right. Square has done again Do it with. Now. With Tomb Raider, they were like, I
0: think Phil Spencer eventually had to clarify it pretty soon afterwards. But they're like, oh, that's only coming to Xbox. They're like, forever. He's like, mm, we'll talk about that later, aka a uh, year. Um, whenever Final Fantasy, I, the minute that first trailer came out and they said console launch exclusive, I'm like that game is coming to Xbox and PC at some point in the future. And then, like you said, they eventually confirmed it. So I, so I don't think Square does anything truly exclusive. So I don't see why this one would be different.
2: At the rate, Final Fantasy IX is on Game Pass. Yeah, the world is
0: open, nothing
2: makes sense. Every, everything is is everything
0: So are there some other um, getting away from Avengers? Are there other things? so like going back to Soul Calibur, they're exclusive characters, but everyone had an exclusive character. So I think that's fine. That doesn't bother me. I'm like with you. It's like, I get spawn, you get link, you get Tekken boy. I don't remember who what his name. It was, was Hihachi on the Hihachi. PlayStation.
2: Yeah. And um, then one of them gave you Yoda and the other one gave you Vader. That was the 360 and PS3. And then yeah. the next game one gave you Ezio.
0: I think it was just Ezio on that one. I don't think there was a second. I don't
2: know. You're right. He was in every game. You're right. I can't remember right. who that, who those console ones are,
0: but that is fine. If it was, if it was back on the um, only link in Xbox and PlayStation, you don't get anybody extra that I could see being upset. The fact everyone gets their own, who cares? Everyone's got their own toys to play with.
2: Yeah. I think that's that's part of it, too, is I I guess I've I wasn't as into the fighting game scene when Soul Calibur 2 was out because I was like 10 or something when I was playing that game. (laughs) And it was just a very different world in 2001. But I wonder what, you know, if there's real like end game multiplayer content is like Spider-Man mess with existing in one ecosystem like mess with the balance of the game that would then affect other consoles like that'd be the only way i could see this being like actually problematic is if it affects your ability like play this game well in the end game in the segments but i don't even know if this game is will be like that or what their end game content will be so this could make no sense but like like when you get into like you know evo and some fighting game tournaments and imagining like you know I've played Soul Calibur Three for years and years on my Xbox and I know I I'm, I'm really good at you know fighting against Yoda and then all of a sudden you show up and the tournament's held on a PS3 and you gotta play against Darth Vader for the first time. Like, what do you do about that? Like that just ruined like your, your whole tournament's down the drain because you've never seen this character before. Yeah. So Real like quick,
0: I guess you Chris. I know because the destiny, I think it was either one or two, where there was that exclusive gun. Weren't Both. did that mess with the meta because half of the players literally couldn't play the actual meta, or was that not a big deal at all?
1: Um, so the only example I can think of that like um so there there was a hand cannon in the original Destiny called Hawk Moon that um there was an entire like half a year where for PlayStation players they had this super powerful gun that was so broken they had to nerf it and when that gun finally arrived on Xbox like we never got to experience the gun like that so we did miss out on the joy and fun of running around and wrecking people in PVP with it um but generally speaking like no the exclusive exotic weapons haven't been anything like you know so game breaking or like making the game you know making like the PvE content more um difficult like certainly like the strikes don't tie into like the main narrative so you weren't missing a chunk of like the story or anything missing out on the strikes but
2: was there was there wasn't cross play at that time either was there
1: still not cross play on destiny there is cross Zone progression 20. so you can um, import your characters there's going to be generational crossplay first this coming fall so if you play on xbox one and series x you can play together um, they said that by next year they want to try to have um, actual platform cross play um, thing mm-hmm. gotcha. so as as my final thing on this, you guys can keep on about For me,
0: it's, it's whatever. I think, honestly, at the end of the day, it's fine. Especially with Square, because they don't actually keep to it. And it's a business, so if people actually pay for actual exclusive stuff, it's a business. That's their money. They do what they want. But most of the time, it doesn't stay exclusive. Unless it's an exclusive game, completely. Uh, my only thing is that um, as long as it doesn't so Talking, you know, ending on crossplay. As long as there's not an actual distinct advantage from having one console to the other one in a crossplay competitive way, I don't care. So, like, if there was just, let's just say on Switch, Fortnite, because I'm just pulling something out of my ass, there was crossplay, and there's literally a a skin on Fortnite for Switch that is somehow better than everything else. That's the only time I have a problem.
2: It makes your character's head smaller, so the headshots are harder, or something like.
0: The only time that this would ever bother me is if there's an actual competitive advantage going across the consoles. If it's exclusive for a year and there's no crossplay, don't care. If you get the content eventually, I don't care. If you never get the content, that sucks and I can see your problems, but at the end of the day, it's it's a money move. Do what you want to do. So unless this affects people in an actual real way when you're playing the game, it is what it is. Like the either- most frequent argument
1: Destiny. that I see just before we get off this topic, and uh, that I, I understood with Destiny, but because we are eventually going to get that content, I always said it didn't matter. But it, like, if presumably a Spider-Man never comes to Xbox, the argument why people are upset is you on PlayStation and me on Xbox paid the same price for this, and you have an extra character. Like, how is Square Enix going to charge me sixty bucks and I get I don't get Spider-Man ever? You know now if he eventually comes like you know whatever um but i think that's an argument that i understand that i hear a lot is like we paid the same price for the game and like, i don't get something that you get yeah. that's but very
2: that, fair actually i didn't think about the fact that that avengers has announced that all of their dlc characters are free and everyone will get them when they come out i did not think about that at all
0: mm-hmm. that raises an excellent point question when does that ever actually happen like when you bought destiny you didn't get the you eventually got everything everyone
1: else got you yeah paid which is why i always took it. the attitude of like hey it's coming eventually just look at it this way like you know yes you you're paying the same amount of price but it, it or it you know for the game but it's it's gonna come eventually and when the new content launches like you're gonna get an extra gun and a mission that like on top of the new stuff that's already coming so it's even yeah. more content that you're getting on that day or whatever but yeah, yeah.
0: if you get the same amount eventually it's fine. It's frustrating. I get it. I sympathize with you. I understand why you're upset. But yeah. if I pay the same and we get the same stuff, you know, at a reasonable amount of time. Now, if it's like 10 years later, you get Spider and fuck that, you know, of course. But
2: yeah, I'm, I think I think the price point is the first real like valid point that I'm like, OK, yeah. you're right. That is a, that is a very good criticism, because like if you really like Spider-Man that much, you'd have a PlayStation 4 because you should have played Spider-Man. Uh, yeah. Like so, you can't be like, "Oh, I love Spider-Man as a favorite character." Well, oh, did you play his really awesome game that was like one of the best games of that year? And they were like, "No, I don't have that console." It's like, come on, bro! Like, did you? Did you... I get it's a lot of money. It's a large barrier for entry for the for one game for a character you like. But what baffled like, me
1: was, oh, go. I'm sorry. Go ahead.
2: I would say console exclusivity has been a long thing for a long time, and I don't know if this is news. If it's just a thing that's always happened, and people are more mad about it now, but the the pricing thing is is that is an excellent point by chris make him make them pay 55 dollars to the 60 and we'll call it a day
1: <laughs> if it's never gonna come yeah um it baffled me like when i opened the stories i thought for sure like you know when i saw the headlines like oh it's gonna be yuri's spider-man right from like the spider-man game on playstation like that's mm-hmm. something that would have made sense to me if they were going to do it that way and one of the reasons I think maybe this will come to consoles is it's not that character it's not that Peter Parker it's like spider man right right so yeah yeah
0: very true all right well so that was a good I think it was a good main quest that was a good good old discussion I like that guys good good points both sides I see it all right we're gonna move on to what we've been playing this is the segment of the show where I talk about the awesome things I play and then you guys talk about stuff don't cares about uh, I'm kidding, of course. You guys definitely play. I played the. I literally played the same game for the first uh, for the first four weeks of this podcast. I just only said I was playing Apex, so it's no big deal. All right, so I guess I'll just go ahead and go first. And West of Dead. And I played West of Dead. That's true. That one time, uh, I've been playing Grounded, as we talked about earlier. I think it's a fun time. Uh, I played with my son. It's my kind of game. You know, I like Obsidian. I was gonna. I'm happy to support them. It'll be good to see that game grow. Uh, we've kind of already talked about that. And then my only, th- the other thing I put in here—it's not a video game, but I put it in here anyways. All or nothing, on Amazon. It is a documentary series, and they follow a football team through an entire season, and it's fantastic. It's real good. I watched. The reason I put it on here is because I watched three full seasons of it over the past week.
2: So I was to say, you just breaking the segment? Or are we just, are we just break the segment now? Just things well,
0: we're doing this week. Football is a game. You play football. So what I've been playing is watching football. <laughs> I just got to put it out there, dude. It's good.
2: Do you want me to talk about how much Critical Role I've watched this week?
0: <laughs> i watched as much as you. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm almost <laughs> caught up. It's unbelievable. it's good stuff.
0: So yeah, Grounded, because that's the main thing. And then if you like football at all, get on Amazon Prime. All or Nothing's really good, guys. Check it out. Chris. Uh, yep. No, Jake, I'm cutting you off.
2: Okay, sorry.
0: <laughs> I'm giving Jake um, such a hard time.
2: You're good. Uh, so, yeah, so I'm also playing Grounded. I am i don't think we're going to get into it too much. I think we're going to do a deep dive next week and play it for a lot more time and cover it. But, yeah, it's fun. We'll talk about it. Um, besides that, I started playing Elder Scrolls Online. Let's go. And I don't know why or what I'm doing. <laughs> but <laughs> it is fun. It is. It is Skyrim... But it just came out, but it's still not that different. And just here's, here's Elder Scrolls. But yeah, a bunch of a bunch of my buddies got it all at the same time. They anytime I have a friend who's not super into MMOs and and different you know RPGs that we play. We we became friends playing Diablo two, having Diablo two land parties in college. And so every time there's been an opportunity to recreate that, we make it a point to play all of these random RPGs at least a little bit together and see how it sticks. So. As soon as he mentioned wanting to get Elder Scrolls online, I bought it that night and played about four nights since then. And, um, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it, it feels like an Elder Scrolls game with, uh, but just a million other people running around. i not sure it's the best MMO, but it's, it's Elder Scrolls and it oh, feels like it.
0: I, I got that. It was on Game Pass originally. And then I was like, oh yeah, yeah. I actually kind of, you're right. It's literally just Skyrim, but an MMO. And then I actually bought the Elsewhere um, expansion pass and downloaded it, and I've never played it, but I like... I was like, you know what? This game is surprisingly... I don't like MMOs, and I, I dig Elder Scrolls Online.
2: Yeah, it's very different, because it doesn't... It, it feels like Elder Scrolls. It doesn't feel like anything like World of Warcraft or Guild Wars or anything. It feels like you're playing an Elder Scrolls game, but it's just... There's people with you for the first time, and that part's pretty fun. But... uh Yeah, me and my Orc Dragon Knight are going to see how far we get. Hell yeah. That's all I've been playing. I played a little more Ghost of Tsushima. I'm still trying to get through more and more of that game. But, uh, you know, maybe I'll offer full opinions, not on an Xbox podcast once i finished it.
1: (laughs) We'll see. That's all good. We're talking about what we've been playing. All right, Chris, what have you been playing? So I have also been playing Ghost of Tsushima. Um, digging that a lot. It is, uh, you know, the first, like, truly, like, new open-world game that, like, I think I'll I'll finish. Like, um, I started uh, Origins, AC Origins. I want to go back and finish that eventually because I I was really liking it. Um, I just, like, you know, occasionally get open-world fatigue where, like, it's really hard for me to, like, even get started. It seems so daunting. Um, But, uh, yeah, I'm really having a good time with Ghost. I started Carrion on vacation. I wasn't feeling it, um, not because of of the game or anything. It just like wasn't what I was in the mood to play. So I swapped over to Bro Force and that hit all the sort of buttons, you know, which was like a big silly, dumb, Contra-esque game where you slowly but surely unlock like every action hero ever and they have really stupid pun names. So um it's you know, double Bro Seven instead of 007. You know, and and so on and so forth, and um, I love it. It's it's great. Like that's a good cu- couch co op game that I've played. Like you know, casually, but like to go through like the full campaign. Um, that oh, was just like perfect on the Switch. You know, nothing too serious. I could put it down, pick it back up as I wanted to. So yeah, good stuff.
2: Yeah, Rambro and Ba Ram Rackus, Bro. Yeah, <laughs> very good character names. The yeah. most fun I had was just waiting for the new characters to spawn and going, "What's this one's going to be?"
1: B-A-B-A-R-A-K-E-S
2: is RoboCop. Yeah, <laughs> wonderful. Yeah, that yeah. was that was the same conversation that me and Adam had when I started Ghost of Tsushima. Is, I think the week before that, I was talking about how I had that same open-world fatigue. I don't remember what game we were discussing at the time when I talked about that. But then the next week, Ghost Tsushima came out, and I was like, Hey, guess what? My open-world fatigue is broken. I'm going to destroy this game. <laughs> and I'm still in Act 1, and I'm having a lot of fun with it. But I've done Everything on the island so far that I can find, I just started at the bottom and zigzagged my way up the whole place, and it's a very good time. I will play that game for a long time.
0: Awesome. That is the PlayStation exclusive I was looking forward to most this year. 100%. More than The Last of Us. I was really interested in Ghost. So, I'm with you. I can't wait to play that. All right, so we're going to go on to our best segment of the show, Game Pass Weekly. Where we talk about all things Game Pass, review games, pick new games, talk about new games, all coming to Game Pass. Jake, what do we got for new releases?
2: Not a thing this all week. All right. Uh, the, <laughs> the games that we already announced that were coming soon did, in fact, come out. So there were those ones like the um, uh, the, the the tourist, uh,
1: mm-hmm. and
2: some of those finally, Archer, you know, Archer came Archer. out. Archer. Yeah, yeah. Those just we told you they were coming, and they came and then the other one we have uh heard on is still a few weeks away but Battletoads comes out on the 20th. And that'll be on Game Pass, but um that is everything new. that no other news, nothing leaving that they've announced, so Game Pass hold them steady.
0: There we go. Good stuff. So. so, the main reason I wanted to bring Chris on, not just cuz he's a cool guy, uh but also he completely
1: has beaten you've completely beaten it, right? All all the endings? All the endings. Well, uh there's actually like 26 endings, but like uh, I've done paths A through E uh, yeah. of Near Automata. So. Yeah. so yeah, we are reviewing our game from last week, near Automata.
0: I said it right for the first time ever. And yeah, we wanted to bring Chris on. So I think that... Oh, actually, I have a review from our good buddy Riku. I'll go ahead and read his review first. Um, and the reason I wanted to bring uh, Chris on because he completely beat the game, and I think between the three of us here... On the panel, we have three completely different opinions about this game. Uh, but I'll go ahead and again start with my boy Riku, his review. He said, uh, I absolutely adore the Nier and uh, Drakengard games. So this is my game of the year in 2017. Uh, he doesn't feel like he needs to replay it, though. Uh, it's a wonderful story-, wonderful story with Platinum Combat. Uh, two great tastes that go together. So Riku, big fan of this game. It's definitely up his alley. Um, so Chris, I'll
1: have you start out as you're probably the one who's definitely played it
0: the most out of the, the two of
1: us. So um I think this is like one of the most like flawed games that I've ever played that I absolutely love. Like, um I don't think this is a perfect game. I think there's a, a you know, a lot of um, complaints, you know, that I have about various systems. Like, I don't, Understand why this is an RPG. Like, uh, you know, if I'm going to start with like sort of the critical stuff, like I never at once felt other than doing more damage and ta- being able to take more damage. Like the levels, uh, system did anything to enhance my experience. Um, ditto with gear. Um, so having all the different weapon types and stuff, other than like they swing a little different, they feel a bit different there. Um, all that being said, like I think like gameplay wise and story wise, it's probably one of the most unique games that I've ever played. And um I was obsessed with uh in interacting with as much of the world um, as I possibly could, so um obviously playing paths A through E, um really A, B, and C are the main like playthroughs, and uh path D and E, you can just go in and select the final mission, and it takes like you know fifteen minutes a piece to get those last couple endings, but you get like the true final ending of the game. Um, I've always been fascinated by um the idea of like artificial intelligence and if a robot actually is a you know person do they have a soul like that that whole conversation so that this game really hit on all that really nice and it's so surprising um as you you know get through the different playthroughs um like you can't understand the story of this game by just playing the first playthrough you can't even the second playthrough um you know so it's uh I, I think they could have done more to make like playthrough B a little bit different than play through a, but, um, yeah, like it's just, I've never played anything quite like it. I'm, I'm with Riku. I don't know if I would ever go back and play this game again, but like, that's just because I was so thorough in my first, um, you know, uh, interaction with it like that, like just seeing it through to the end and God, what are, one of the best soundtracks ever? Right? Like, I don't know if you guys like the game, but, um, it is utterly fantastic opinion. Um, So, I would encourage anybody that hasn't played it, like, understand you're probably in for about 30 hours. Uh, The playthroughs are shorter as you go through them. They do some really nice things where, like, if you complete a side quest on playthrough A, um, it counts it on B and C. Like, you don't have to go and do those again, which was really nice. uh, Because, like, you know, as somebody who's kind of a completionist, I could go, well, I'm going to leave that side quest for like my next playthrough, knowing that, like, when I complete it, you know, it'll, it'll count for the ones going forward and we'll kind of like even out like the, the side content. But um, yeah, that was my, like, I guess if I were to have to assign, I hate number of reviews. Like if I were, if I were going to have to assign a, a number review, I'd probably call this like a, a solid eight, five, like maybe a nine, like, um, you know, where well, here's
0: at, the thing we, we do it because it's on game pass. Mm-hmm. So it's a skip it, a download it or a pay for it. If you really like it. So where would you put it
1: in between in, you know, like with those criteria, such a taste thing right like i would say it's definitely a download it um for me personally like if i had paid for this game i would have been fine with it like i think i like this is the type of game i would have paid for um it just happened to be by the time i was getting around a backlog it was free on game pass right so like i was intending to buy it at some point um so i guess pay for it is where i would rate it cool uh jake i'll let you go because i think that you're I I don't know your
0: exact opinion, so I might be guessing here, but I think you're more opposite of him than I am. So
2: I don't know that it's opposite. I I did, I sent, I was, uh, I'm in South Carolina, um, and we were last night. The reason we're a day delayed today was we were currently in the process of getting hit by Hurricane Isaiah. I assume that's how you pronounce that. So I thought I wasn't going to be able to record, so I sent a, a short paragraph to uh, Adam uh, so that's why he knows my opinion a little bit in case he wanted to read it after in the show. but luckily we delayed till today and everything's fine we're recording here but I think the way Chris presented it is absolutely correct. I think it is incredibly unique and flawed um, and the unique parts are the driving force of it like the just the fact that it starts off as a, a bullet hell shooter and then it goes into a a 2D side scrolling action platformer and then it turns into a 3D and it's kind of back and forth that throughout the game is super strange and i can't remember times i've seen that in the game before and i enjoy it and it does i think it does a lot of things well if not very well but i don't think for whatever reason none of them were enough to make me want to keep to keep playing it um and maybe it's one of those things where like you said the story you it literally the story is playing it multiple times and seeing it so maybe if i actually got to where i beat it that first time and had more time with it then i would go okay nope i get it now i need to play this another 3 times and see it through but because i haven't gotten that far yet it just feels like there's stuff happening and the story's cool and interesting i guess cuz i do i think you're right about like the robot i like the idea of the robots and you know you realizing that the war you're fighting is kind of not the war you should be fighting is, is kind of the vibe I was getting so far. It's like some of these robots are just like, want to live in an amusement park and want to raise robot babies and live in a forest village. And then you, and I was like, okay, I see, I see the themes of this and I, I like this part of it. Um, but yeah, it I, I, for whatever reason, it wasn't enough that made me want to go like, I have to keep playing this game, and I have to see this all the way through to the end. It was one where I was like, I feel like I've gotten something from this experience, and I'm okay stopping here.
1: If I were Which to going to make, go ahead. If but- I were to tell you, it goes so much deeper than that. Like, so I was not intending to play BC. Like, <clears> after like as I was inching towards the end of A, I was like, ah, uh, I don't know. Like, this has been really cool and like atmospheric, but. I kind of like. I get. I I've seen this before. If I were to tell you, it goes so much deeper and crazier than that. Like, would that tempt your interest at all, or oh, it gets wild.
2: I'm sure. I'm sure it would. <laughs> but but that's uh that was that was one thing too. Is I I think you were right on about the RPG stuff too. It does seem pretty arbitrary, except for you know, uh, and then same thing with the weapons. So I don't know if part of it was just the gameplay was not exactly what I was looking for, and I felt like I was in that one. Environment in the city, just jumping around these same buildings a lot. So I was like, okay, like I get it. This game is cool. I see why people love it, and I feel okay backing out. Now the story is always the part that makes me want to go. Like I do, kind of want to see what happens with these robots. But (laughs) how much time is that going to take me to get there? And maybe we'll see. If you said it's only thirty hours to get through that, then maybe I overestimated what that was going to take. And I, I, you know, maybe I'm not that as far off as what I was thinking. But I did
1: um, all the side quests, and like all the playthroughs took me thirty hours because they're short, like they get shorter wow, yeah. and shorter, like your playthrough b is pretty identical, except you're playing it as two b uh wait yeah. who's the who's Nine S. Nine S. Nine Boy. S. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you play as him on the second playthrough, um and. Like you, you just blitz through. Like if you wanted to, you could finish your second playthrough in probably three hours. Like, if you oh wow! Side, side yeah. So tell like, me this: I'm through through not, sure. I'm
2: not, I'm not sure how far you got, Adam. I got to the point where you get to the spaceship, the alien spaceship, and you're introduced to the the brother Eve. Eve shows up. How far uh, is that? A good way through the first playthrough, halfway or not even close, halfway.
1: Three quarters, I would say.
2: Okay, so I'm if closer to that than I thought.
1: If you mind it, yeah. Okay, so
2: what I was going to say, I'm leading to my review of the game. And this is going to sound strange <laughs> considering the criticisms I just gave. It's a buy it. And I think it's a buy it because I played the first time I played this game, when I put the most time into it, I did a little bit just so I could re- review myself this last week. But when I first played it, I played it because I have Gamefly. And I'm one of the few people still clinging on to the life of <laughs> Gamefly and physical media and renting games. So I played it, and I was like, cool, this is a good time. I could rent something else. This cost me nothing to get into. It was, I just walked into this, and it was an experience, and I could send it back and play something else. And Game Pass would maybe do the same thing for you. If you just said, oh, this is a free game to download, I'll just download it, and, you know, try it out for a bit. I think it makes more sense for you to buy it and then that forces you to, like, no, I need to, like, put the time into this that it deserves I spent money on it, and it would guilt me into playing it more, and then I would realize I'd get to see through the story to the end of it. It's a weird review, but I think that makes logical sense in my brain.
1: It's a weird game, you know? It's a
2: super weird game, but not in a bad way, I don't think.
1: um, If I were to, like, have, like, a magic wand, I would have the length of this game. Like, I would do like you know two four-hour campaigns and like a three-hour campaign like to kind of do like the abc with like Mm -hmm. about half the side quests. like i think they get across so many things that they want to get across like with just the main story that like some of the side quests like feel like they're just padding to get your level up to so that you kind of and i don't think the game necessarily needed that like i still enjoyed it it was fine like i got some other story elements and there are some really fun silly side quests but I would have to link this game and I think you'd have a much stronger game in my opinion. But Adam, I'm curious to hear what you, what, what uh, what you thought, man. For me. All right. So you guys, are, I'm shocked. You guys both said by it,
0: that's wild. I thought Jake was going to hate this game the way he was talking to me before. That's
2: why I'm glad you didn't read it. I was worried that the context was coming off. Not oh, great,
0: I definitely would have made it seem like you hated it. <laughs> how dare you not on purpose, but that's how I read it. <laughs> it's interesting to hear you go the other way. Uh, how do I feel about this? So I'm with you. I love how the game is very unique, unique is definitely like the perfect word. I love combat. I love how they switch bullet hell side scroller. I think combat is the best part of this game. It's a fighting game. So yeah, that's definitely the dry. I, I love how it feels like that is the number one thing. The game feels fantastic. Uh, my main criticism is, uh, it's, I don't know if it's just a square Enix or maybe it's just a Japanese, like localization thing. But the story is very interesting. It's sort of like not as bad as Kingdom Hearts 3. I don't think anything's that bad. But trying to get through it, like some of the dialogue and the, some of the localization, I'm just like... <sighs> Luckily, it's not as... Again, after playing Kingdom Hearts 3, that is the longest listening to people talk about nonsense I've ever experienced in my life. This isn't as bad, but it's like... Uh, it's just... I don't know. I just feel like it takes too long to say what it's trying to say. I think that kind of goes to the length of the game. I'm with you. If, they, if this game was shorter, I think it would be better. So my thing is what I'll do is I will absolutely spoil things that I don't plan to finish. So I already looked up and saw what happens in this game because I was like, it is whatever. He does and this that, all the time. It's insane. It's the time. I just, don't care.
2: He just goes, that game looks interesting. I wonder how it ends. It's it's a baffling mindset. I can't, I can't believe it. Uh,
0: so I did that and I think that it is very cool and it's very interesting. And I think that 30 plus hours to get there is not worth if you don't know what you're getting into, I don't feel like it's worth it. Like, I never would have finished this game. I want to finish the game because I enjoy the gameplay. The story stuff is really cool. You don't see that for so long. If I didn't know about what was going to happen, I would have just stopped playing this game after, like, an hour. Well, no, because the gameplay would have kept going. I never would have wanted to finish it. I'm like what Jake said. Um, again, the whether where they go with the story is so cool. It takes too long to get there. And the way that they tell the story, and again, it's, maybe it's a localization thing. It's, it's a weird thing. It's like, it's pulling me and then pushing me away at the same time. Or I'm like, that's interesting, but man, you're making this tough for me to try to follow. Uh, I don't know, man. I'm real conflicted on this game. I can see why people love it. I personally don't love it. Uh, and looking at the end of the story, I'm like, I'm glad I just looked that up instead of trying to spend time getting there, because I don't know if I would have got there. But where he goes is cool. I can't deny that. So For me, it's, it's a download unless you... You, if you like Square Enix and Platinum stuff, I mean, buy it because you know, if you know if you're gonna like this game, period. For me, Adam personally, it's a download it as like try it out and see if you like it. Uh, yeah, I never would have got to that ending on my own, being very honest with you.
1: This was a perfect game for me to come out at the start of quarantine, like, yes, you know, like I, I had nothing else going on. Um, I had a friend who kind of like pump me up you know and like was like hey listen like stick with it like um I so he kind of broke down the links of like the you know uh, gameplay like the, even said like you know if you want to know like I can tell you like the quests like that you definitely want to do like the side quests and the things that you can skip um and I was like no nah, it's that's fine I'll figure that out like usually like with games like this like if I if the side quests are becoming boring or repetitive like I'll just that's my cue to kind of push the the story forward so um. Yeah. Like, did did you do you look up like what the end credits of the game are? Like, oh yeah, when... yeah. No, I know everything. I think <laughs> it's that's cool. why it's, it's just wild. like everything about this game is just so wild. Did, but... you, did did either of you guys find the secret endings? Uh, like like some of the like offshoot endings by accident? I found a couple.
0: I don't think that I did. <clears throat> I don't think weird that that early did. endings or whatever. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Like I died the first time when you're coming into the bullet hell shooter. Uh, bit. So I was playing on hard, and uh, it like just rebooted, and I was like, "What?" And it was like ending, like whatever it was, like Z unlocked, and then it started to be over. From the, like I was like almost all the way through that like section, like uh, where I'd already been on foot for a while, and I was like, "God damn it, son of a bitch!" Like, <laughs> is the whole game gonna be like this? You know, like where like you know, like what am I gonna get to save? And then like I was like, "Oh, okay." Same thing with like nine S. Like I accidentally discovered like right at the start of his story. You know, like if you guys are anything like me, like if there's a path that I can go explore, I'm gonna go check it out. So I went down a path and like it turns out that he just abandons his entire mission. <laughs> like and like <laughs> you know, it just ended the game. And I was like, oh shit. Okay. So it's the um, Far
2: Cry four ending where you just sit there.
1: Pretty yeah. much. Yeah. That's yeah, awesome. yep. yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I love me and me me and I have talked about this a couple times with our games. I love when games make the the very classic gaming mechanics part of the story. So, like, I love that they managed to work in, like, you know, saving is you, like, uploading your memory to, like, the mother computer on the ship, and they just send out a new clone every time you die, and they have your memories from the last time you uploaded. So it's like, oh, why do I have to do all this stuff again? It's like, well, this character doesn't remember (laughs) that quest, so you also don't remember it, Jake, the person. Good luck doing that again. Uh, (laughs) So, like, I love that that's any time of games do that and 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 kind of sell, just doing the the stuff you're so used to, where you just oh I walked into a beam of light and now my character will come back here when he dies. Why? I don't know. Magic, but like <laughs> it's like oh no, here's here's the reason saving works and it's cool. And then that also I'm sure plays into the multiple endings and multiple things where like, two B is not a a person. It's just a, a conscious uploaded that's sent down over and over again in these clone bodies. And there's you know. I like when they they creative ways to do that is always interesting to me
1: even like what you're doing like the the group that you're a part of like all of that like um is integrated into like the third playthrough, through like the c path where like you like that where you really start kind of understanding like what's actually going on and they, they very cleverly kind of weave that into like some stuff that like you've done prior and like you know things that you uh do from that path forward like i don't want to like spoil stuff you know for people like because it, it is it goes absolutely bonkers but um but yeah I love that even like when you switch characters like there's like fundamental gameplay changes that happen where like now you're playing as 9s like you have like this whole new thing that you can do as him that like completely changes the combat that's really really cool but um yeah I'm glad I'm glad you guys at least checked it out like I think more people should have at least try to play this game yes so.
0: I, I guess you should definitely try it and you will know if it's going to be for you or not for me I meant that 50-50 where it's. Parts of it are for me. Parts of it, I fucking don't like this. But again, after looking up the endings, I can definitely see if you have a little bit of interest, it'll probably be worth it. I wish it was a little bit shorter, but it'll be worth it because what you like at the beginning, you're going to like at the end.
2: Oh, go
1: ahead. Sorry.
2: Knowing how close I was to the end of the first run, that's that's the part that's making me reconsider the most.
0: No, they're literally.
2: it's not it's not moving as slow as i thought i thought there was like a, where and apparently it's not that much so that was there there are lots of side quests where it feels like kind of draggy like you were saying but it's not near as much as you think it is apparently (laughs) you're still always you're still pretty close to the end yeah i think there are feel that way
0: there are literal playthroughs that are like 15 minutes right chris yeah
1: d and e are like 15 minutes a piece and by the time you get to that point, like you can literally do chapter selects. Like if you want to go back and do side quests, like you're not locked out of that stuff. Like you can load the game back up. So like with playthrough B, um, like I like as 9s, I just did the main storyline pretty much because I was like, ah, I want to just get because it's the same story but from his perspective, with like you know some new information fed to you. So I like I, that's how I'd recommend doing it because it took like maybe four hours to do. Like I mean, I blitzed through it and then like C is completely different. Um, and that's where like kind of the big twist of the game comes, and then like that takes you through, you know, like all the way through like D and E. Um, it's a very sad game. So if you're prone to sadness, I will say that like uh, it's one of the most like surprisingly melancholic games. Like if you're if you're wanting something happy and actiony, like I don't recommend playing this. Like <laughs> mm. it gets sadder and sadder as you go. I might
2: need it. that. I haven't I haven't had a good sad game, while. A- I might need that in my life soon.
0: I'm with him. That music. Definitely evoke those emotions. There's some good music mm-hmm. that'll make you feel some stuff.
2: You can get that feeling too. The even like the game is very gray, and even the parts that aren't gray are like kind of like sepia tone. And even when you get to the it feels like there's the forest, you know, should be green, and that should be the part that ends up being colorful, but it's very foggy. Everything just has like this coating of like of of gray or misty. You know, just things that are like there's something over. And I don't know what it is yet. So that, that doesn't surprise me that that's the tone
0: they're setting. Yeah, that's a good time. All right. Well, that was our in-depth review of Near. Chris, just say it for me. In-depth review of Near.
1: There
0: we go. <laughs> <laughs> Which is available on Game Pass. Feel free to give us suggestions for what uh, game we pick each week. Next week, we are going to play Grounded. Because we've already been playing it. It's new. People like it we're going to try out grounded. If you guys want to have someone to play with, you can hit me up on Twitter and I will join in with you cuz it's a fun time. It's not again, it doesn't require too much out of you if you don't want to. So everyone check out grounded and we'll review that next week. Uh again, thank you Chris for joining us one more time. Give us uh give us your your stuff you're doing, your handles and where people can check you out.
1: Yes, you can find me on uh Twitter at it's Waterman, and you can find me on twitch.tv slash rentalrush. And, and Jake. have me. Yeah, no problem. Jake, I don't think we've ever asked you for your
0: Twitter handles either. What's, what's going on with you? We kind of just assumed that, that people
2: would know somehow, just like we assumed people would know your name. Yeah, I didn't say never my name. I never introduced to like you for weeks. It was just brought up. But yeah, I am, uh, I am at the Birdman53. That's Birdman with a U. On Twitter, and uh, uh, more importantly, you can uh, find our other podcast that we do at, at Misfit Roles, our D and D podcast. That's uh, way more important than my Twitter, where I just retweet other people and uh, and and scroll through your timeline. But that's much <laughs> less entertaining.
0: It's good time. Yeah, and you can just find me at Adam Gumby, where I retweet East Coast Games and this podcast, Xbox Quest, and Misfit Rolls. Because, you know, I do all the all the fun editing stuff. It's a good time. All right. Thank you for joining us this week on Xbox Quest. Please leave a five-star review. Share us with a friend. Feel free to follow us on social media at Xbox Quest. If you want to join in the show like Chris did, uh, suggest a topic, tell us how you feel about the Game Pass Weekly game, or ask us anything in general, feel free to shout to shoot us an email at xboxquestpodcast at gmail.com. Thank you, Jenk. Thank you, Chris, for joining me on our quest. We'll continue our journey with Xbox next week. Have a good one, y'all.
2: Bye. And we out. Uh...